0: Welcome to our special Sunday service Unplugged, and we're reaching you from uh, an outdoor location today and I'm with my lovely wife, Bola Rinwa Hello. <laughs> so it's glad to have everyone joining us in the service today. And today uh, I want to specially welcome everyone joining us from all of our locations, from our online church, from wherever you're joining us from, we believe that the grace of God and the presence of God is with you right where you are. So, uh, get ready for God's word in an unconventional dimension today.
1: So, you're welcome again. It's Sunday service. It's still Sunday service, even though we're outside of the four walls of church. And we're still in our growth series where we're challenging each other to continue to grow by the word of God and to keep seeking maturity in God. Um, and in our Christian experience. Today we're discussing the lifestyle of faith. And it's gonna be a conversation between um, my husband and I, and we trust that you will be blessed. God's presence will reach you right where you are. You will be challenged to reach for new levels of maturity and growth, and your life will never be the same. So as we go on in the conversation this morning, we'd like you to open in your Bibles to the book of Luke 22, From verse 31 and 32. In this context of scripture we find um, Jesus speaking to Peter and um, it's close to the end of Jesus' time on earth, walking with his disciples, teaching them, you know, and helping them to grow and he has this interesting conversation with Peter, isn't it? An interesting conversation that Jesus has with Peter and 31, Luke 22 from verse 31, it says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. We're talking about this conversation, you know, this conversation that Jesus and Peter, you know, were having earlier and just trying to ask ourselves the question, I mean, is it possible that faith can fail?
0: Yeah, uh, Jesus, you know, in this, in this particular context, uh, was very emphatic about the fact that he could see the life of Peter and that what was ahead of Peter uh, was going to challenge his faith so strongly and his faith may actually crumble and fall like a pack of cards. So, and Jesus trying to salvage the situation confronted Peter, uh, I've seen you. I, I can see the nearest future.
1: something is coming. Something
0: is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to challenge your faith so strongly until your faith crumbles. And I prayed for you. So my praying for you is to strengthen your faith, is to underguard your faith so that it doesn't crumble. And many times we get into situations where our faith is seriously challenged. I mean, you know, in the last year, we have all had our faith challenged. People have gone through all kinds of things. Health
1: issues, there's the loss of jobs, the loss of businesses. I mean, someone may right now still be in a predicament that is making you wonder if you still are a child of God. So it's very important to settle issues of identity within that conversation of faith, isn't it? The fact that um, something temporarily doesn't seem to be going right for the moment doesn't necessarily mean that I've lost my identity as a child of God. Yeah. Um, our yeah. identity has to be based on on covenant promises, on God's word, what God has said about us. Yeah,
0: like, and like, like what, what, what um, God said in, you know, what the word of God said in Romans mm-hmm. 8 and verse 15, mm-hmm. uh, where he said, uh, we have received the spirit of adoption by mm-hmm. which we cry, Abba, Abba. Father, yeah. my Father. So in the face of changing situations, mm-hmm. we face adversaries, we face you know, uh, adverse situations, mm-hmm. we face the devil just coming after our job, yeah. coming after our family. Maybe in the last year you lost a loved one, uh, you've had to take care of somebody that has been seriously sick. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are also just recovering from mm-hmm. sickness or you lost a job mm-hmm. or, fa- or, or marriage has mm-hmm. been seriously, Challenge. negatively challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's that time where as we teach this series, and grow, we, we want you to believe God for your faith to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's when your faith is rooted in your sense of personal identity, mm-hmm. that I'm a child of God, uh, my faith is not based mm-hmm. on what is going on right now. Exactly. My faith is not based on what the devil is doing. Exactly. My faith is based on the God who is my father.
1: And when you think about it a little bit, um, just thinking about God who is my father, just having a, a very deep understanding and concept of the timelessness of God. You know, we're the ones who are bound by time. You know, you were sharing with me earlier about how, um, um, how did you say it now? You said that um, God made man, yeah. man, made God, man made a clock. Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. God made man, man made the clock. Uh-huh. And then man is trying to time God uh-huh. with the
1: clock that he made. That he made. Yeah. So literally <laughs> trying to hold God to ransom. God, if you don't do this for me by this and this time, then I'm just gonna walk away from the faith. Reducing this life of faith to a transaction or reducing this walk of faith to certain acquisitions that we want that may, may seem to be time bound in the immediate, forgetting that the God we serve lives in... Timelessness. Timelessness. Lives in eternity, eternity. which is a realm of
0: timelessness. Mm-hmm. So it's not only uh, mm-hmm. uh, that God lives in timelessness, mm-hmm. God also lives in the realm of the intangible.
1: That's
0: right. Uh, So a lot of the time, we want our faith to produce tangible things. And if we don't see
1: it produced right now, we're tempted to think that the faith is worthless.
0: Yes. So we want our faith to produce healing right now, Uh produce money right Uh now, produce another job right now, produce a business, you know, opportunity right now. And when that is not coming true, we're tempted to think like I saved God has forsaken us, you know? And so many people in the course of the past year, perhaps at one point in time or the other, may have felt like being forsaken, That's like right. God has forsaken That's us. Right. That was what Jesus was trying to under for Peter. You're going to get into this point where you will feel like God has forsaken you.
1: Like something has failed. Like
0: something has failed. Something uh, and it's going to lost. challenge your faith. Many people have made a shipwreck of their faith just by having one or two situations where mm-hmm. it looked like
1: they lost control
0: they lost control or things didn't pan out mm-hmm. the way they wanted yeah, it to pan, they out. Wanted
1: to pan out
0: but you know uh, uh, the important thing that everyone needs to understand today and as we go ahead is that I, we live by faith that's right our that's faith is not supposed to be transactional mm, that's right. you know a backer Chapter 2 and verse number 4, the Bible talks about the fact that the just shall live by faith. Uh, Can I read that in in the Amplified Classic Translation? It says, look at the, the, the proud. His soul is not straight or right within him, but the rigidly just and the uncompromisingly righteous man shall live by his faith and his faithfulness. Uh, You know, so living by faith, it's the operating system of the believer. believer. Yeah, the life of faith. We don't have any eternity. It's the life of faith. And our faith is rooted in our sense of identity. That's right. So um, I'm Godman Akinabi. Yeah. I have my first daughter, Danielle Oluwajomiloju. If I say, Oluwajomiloju, I'm going to do this for you.
1: At a certain time. At
0: a certain time. Mm -hmm. And for one reason or the other, not because of lack of faithfulness, Mm -hmm. but based on circumstances, or I feel like, oh, maybe that thing is not going to be appropriate for that time. Though I have the capacity, and I love her, and I really would love to do it, I may just decide to hold it for for an appropriate time. That does not change the fact that I'm still her father. Uh, But the way we, most of the time, want to run our Christian faith is like giving God a a teammate if you don't do this at this point in time, uh, I'm going to change my mind. I may not even be a Christian again, or I may just stop serving you at the intensity with which I've been serving.
1: You know, this conversation brings back to my mind an experience I had many years ago. Um, So I was in school um, and I woke up early one morning and I just had this sharp pain in my side. And I began to confess scripture the way my pastor had taught me to do the way um, I had learned to do as a young believer at the times, you know, spoke over my body, you know, um, I'm healed by the stripes of Christ, you know, and I expected the pain to disappear, but it didn't. Now that experience landed me in the hospital. Um, I had an appendectomy to take care of an appendicitis situation. But I remember lying on the hospital bed and asking myself, feeling so low, feeling like I had failed to produce something tangible with my faith but I thank God that that you know I, I can only imagine that that is just a small um, experience compared with what Peter may have gone through because he denied Jesus three times and looking at himself and thinking that look how could I have done this how could my walk with Jesus have landed me here again again we say to you wherever you are whatever it may seem that you may have lost in the past season, whether because of the pandemic or some of the offshoots of the pandemic, can I assure you that your faith is beyond one transaction. And Jesus who declared to Simon and told him, I have prayed for you, even though the enemy wants to sift you as wheat, I have prayed for you and your faith will not fail. One transaction may seem to have failed, but your life of faith is so much bigger. It's so much more than one transaction that may seem to have failed. And if you will learn to dig your roots into God's word and to develop staying power, look beyond what you're seeing in the immediate. I can assure you that your faith will produce a weight of glory that is so far beyond whatever disappointment you may seem to be going through right now. Yeah.
0: So Amen. So, so, so uh, babe, there are two things there. Mm-hmm. One is the fact that the god that we're dealing with like we said lives in the reign of timelessness, timelessness. and deals in intangibles he doesn't spend money that's right i need money he doesn't need money that's right. yeah i want it to happen before the end of the week or before the end of the month he doesn't understand month god has or week a he has a big picture in mind yes. so it's a case of uh, Isaiah 55, where I think from around uh, verse 8 down to 12, where it says, uh, my, your ways are not my ways. Right. Uh, his his ways, uh, yeah. thoughts are higher. He says, as the heavens are higher than they earth, so are his thoughts above our thoughts. So, how do you explain the internet uh, to an 18-month-old? It's beyond, <laughs> it's our pay grade or you know understanding. Yeah. And sometimes when God, in his timelessness, or, it's yeah, it's trying to translate what is ahead of us to us, which is why the Bible says that we should be followers of them who, through faith and patience, inherit the promise. Because it takes faith and patience to walk with a God that lives in the realm of timelessness, that, that, that operates in Intangible. intangibles, uh, the power of imagination, uh, uh, the ability to understand his, his promises. Those are the things. Uh, th- that's why the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that faith is the substance of things it's hoped the for, of things for, the faith. evidence of things not seen. Uh, th- these are intangibles. That's right. You can't touch it. That's right. Yeah, uh, things hoped for, things not seen, and uh, uh, Abraham, the father of faith, mm-hmm. he understood God. That's, right. that's why the Bible says uh, he, he, he was not shaking. You know, he didn't waver at the promises of God. Romans chapter 4 mm-hmm. said he did not waver at the promises of God. He judged God faithful, right. even when his wife had not conceived. It seems There's... like
1: one transaction yeah. wasn't coming through for him, but his life of faith, his walk of faith, yeah. his entire experience as a father of faith was so much bigger than one transaction. So even though that transaction seems to have tarried for a while, it seemed to have dragged and stretched on for a while, He developed a very robust walk with God that was far beyond one thing or two things or or whatever it is that may seem not to be happening on the immediate, you know. So as we continue the conversation on the lifestyle of faith, we want you to very clearly um, begin to see your walk with God beyond the transactional faith. And just sort of move it and, and and begin to understand that your walk of faith with God um, needs to be a relational kind of faith. Yeah. You know, and someone may hear us say transactional versus relational faith and think, oh, does that mean that God doesn't want me to have things? Are you saying then I shouldn't believe God for certain things that my faith should not should not be able to lift? Heavy things, of course not. God wants to bless you. God wants you to believe Him for a car. He wants you to believe Him for a job. If you have a need, what God, God wants you to believe Him to meet that need. But what we're saying is that when the Bible says that the just shall live by faith, the Bible is saying that your your the, the faith that you live by has to be beyond. Give me, give me, give me, yeah. or I get, I get, I get. Yeah, you know.
0: It's it's so it's a faith. Uh, the lifestyle of faith is a faith that is more about you know give us this day our, daily, our bread. daily bread to that kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven that is the faith that we live by it affects how I live it affects you know how I comport myself it's not just about what I need it's about how I live and it's when we get that side right that the side of what I need uh, also works out well, the way it's supposed to work out. You you, you get what I'm saying? So uh, let let me just, let's dig into the scripture a little bit just to be able to, you know, see, uh, to distinguish. So when you look at something that happened in Luke chapter 17, in Luke 17, Jesus' disciples were sort of, you know, uh, mesmerized by one thing that Jesus said. I don't know if you've read Luke 17 and verse 1 before, uh, where the Bible says in Luke 17 and verse 1, I read from New Living Translation. It said, One day Jesus said to his disciples, There will always be temptation to sin, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? One translation, the New uh, King James Version says, uh, you know, he even puts it this way. He said, Offenses will come. come. Will surely come but woe to him through true whom offense comes. And uh, uh, maybe I should, I should I should read it more from the New King James Version, actually. Uh, verse 2 of Luke 17, it says, It will be better for him if a, a, a millstone was hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Look at verse 3. It says, Take it to yourself. If your brother sins against you, Rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day, he says seven times uh, in a day, uh, and he returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive. And when the apostles heard this, his disciples heard this, they felt, man, this is, this is beyond us. How can somebody offend me seven times a day? Is he crazy? you will be offending me, offending me, I'll be coming back, I'm sorry. Which is like, what happens in marriage? I remember in our own marriage, we've experienced that so many times. Where you tell me that, uh, you know, I don't need your sorry. I don't need your sorry. Just, just do do well, something different. Maybe not you know?
1: exactly those <laughs> words, <laughs> but something and like that.
0: And you see, that's <laughs> when, uh, like disciples of Christ, got to a point where they felt like, look, I can't cope with this, and they had to tell Jesus in verse five. And the apostles said to him, "Increase our faith, because." this thing that you said we can it do, we are not sure <laughs> that we'll be able to do it. Uh, a New Living Translation in verse 5 said, the apostles said uh, to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith, you know, you know, so that we'll be able to do this kind of thing. And uh, then the Lord Jesus, the Lord answered, he said, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, uh, may you be uprooted? and be planted in the seed and it will obey you. So, simply put, there's a faith that is needed, or there's a measure of faith that is needed to live the Christ life. That is what we could call the relational faith or the the lifestyle of faith. Yeah, how do I live righteous? How do I live holy? How do I forgive? How do I deal with bitterness? How do I, you know, how do I, you know, believe that I can be this sweet, person that everybody wants to be around
1: and you know people are I mean I I mean and I get it It's, it's so easy for us to relate faith to oh I want this I'd like to buy that or I'd like to acquire this or that or I'm believing God for my health you know for a health situation but I don't think many of us have really related our faith growing to some of these you know really you know seemingly simple things but they have so much impact in, you know, in the big picture. How do you believe God to become a better husband? Yeah. How do you believe God to be a better neighbor? You go to work, for example, and you realize that interpersonal relationships are not all that you would love them to be. How do you believe God for a better relationship with your colleagues? How do you believe God, you know, to deal with certain habits? that, that may, not, may not look like sin, but you know that they are pulling you back from releasing your potentials. How do you build your faith for those things?
0: Yeah, how, how, how do you, uh, you know, release your faith? Like you said, to be a better husband or to be a better wife or to be a better employee or to be uh, an astute entrepreneur who will get resolved consistently and prevail in the place of business. How do you release your faith uh, to be a better uh, child of your parents, because sometimes our parents come, you know, complain about how we're not managing the relationship. All kinds of things that we yeah. need to be able to release our faith for, our so for that our faith is not only tied to tangibles. Yeah. The tangibles are good yeah. because part of the prayers of Jesus, uh, uh, you know, in our Lord's prayers, yeah. give us this day, our daily, our daily bread. bread. Yeah. Uh, So the tangibles are good. We need to trust God for healing, trust God for financial breakthrough, trust God for a better accommodation, you know, and all that. But beyond that, the lifestyle of faith is, according to Habakkuk 2 and verse 4, the just shall Shall live live by by faith. faith. So there's only one way the just lives, and that's by faith. And
1: that is by faith. You know, again, 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 I'm going back to a story. Forgive me, I like stories. I'm going back to a story, and... I remember this one day back in school, we were, going for some, we were going out for hospital evangelism with a friend of mine, Pam. And I remember um, we had been talking and I don't know how we got to the subject of marriage. And you can imagine as a, you know, maybe an 18 or 19 year old undergrad, you know, Pamela mentions to me something about, you know, um, building faith for marriage. And the first thought in my mind was, hang on. I'm 19 years old. I don't need to be thinking about marriage right now. And she turns to me, I'll never forget. She turns to me and she says, I know that you, I know that it's not an immediate need, but you can begin to build your faith for a, for a blissful marriage, even from now. I'd never heard a concept like that before. I understood, okay, so my, I have a headache and I'm trusting God to take the pain away. I understood. You know, I feel feverish and I need I need to go into the scriptures and look for what the Bi- what the Bible says concerning my health. I didn't really understand that I could begin to build a life that I wasn't even that wasn't even imminent right now from the word of God. And that literally is building your life on God's word, learning to live a lifestyle of faith in, in practically every area. Yeah. Every area, and it applies to every area of your life.
0: You, you, you're, you're spot on there. So when you look at uh, um, uh, Psalm 103, verse 7, yeah. where the scripture talks about Moses understanding the ways of God and the children of Israel seeking the acts of God. I love that one. There are many believers who are stuck with chasing the acts of God. And we measure our faith based on, how many acts of God we see manifest in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the ways of God? Yeah, because that's what separates transactional faith from the faith to live by, the lifestyle of faith, mm-hmm. which is that I, I, I want my faith to grow, to understand the ways of God, not just the acts
1: not of God. Not just the acts. Uh,
0: uh, uh, it's when we have both, really. the acts are very
1: uh, mesmerizing. Yes. <laughs> you know the acts are very mesmerizing, particularly when you have an immediate need. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about how sometimes faith, we, we treat faith like it's a spare tire. When we should actually see it as the fuel yeah. that drives our lives. Yeah, yeah. So, so I... waiting for something to go wrong and then I attack it with my faith. When faith should be something that is present in your daily experience.
0: So you understand uh, uh, everyone <laughs> in the service today that you can either treat faith as a spare tire or as the fuel in your car. When you treat it as a fuel in your car, it means without it, the car cannot move. The just shall live by faith. Uh, just like the fuel powers the car, faith powers the life of a believer. Just like fuel powers the engine of any car or automobile. You understand? So when we talk about uh, you, you just, uh, you know, treating, treating your, your faith like a spare tire, a spare tire. Uh, a spare tire. You feel like it's when you get into trouble that you need your faith. So I'm sick. I need faith to be healed. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the just shall live by faith. That's so right. when sickness comes, it means faith in my, in heart, my already heart already to be healed. I'm not trying to source that faith at the point where I, be- I become sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I. I. I mean, my job is threatened. It meets faith in my heart. That's where I can live a life of peace, mm-hmm. because that threat. losing my job Mm -hmm. met faith in my heart Mm -hmm. so I know that my father has my best interest at heart
1: already
0: if by any chance I I I lost this job I'm gonna get another one. Mm -hmm. You you understand what i Mm -hmm. if I if I lose this job by any chance I'm gonna I'm gonna get another one. So I'm on part up I I work in peace.
1: That's
0: right. I you know that's that's the
1: lifestyle of faith. That's the lifestyle of faith and it, it has a root literally the root for faith will always be God's Word. The building blocks for our faith will always be God's Word. It will always take a relationship with God's Word, a thriving relationship with God's Word, to live a lifestyle of faith.
0: Because our faith is anchored on the Word. That's right. So it's like my eyes are supposed to be on the four-gauge if I'm driving a car, not essentially on my spare tire, you understand, Uh, because that's what really powers the car. That's what guarantees I'll I keep can move moving. move from point
1: A to yeah. point B to C to D, and on and on. Yeah,
0: and if anything happens, you know, while I'm moving, if I have fuel in the car, you know, uh, my 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 faith is that uh, something will happen that will
1: restore. And you know, why I really really like this, you know, this um th- this you know comparison, is just the same way that, you know, if at least if you're if you're a, a certain kind of driver, you make sure that your fuel gauge doesn't go below a certain level. You know, it's the same way as a believer, you need to continually ensure that your life is filled up, topped up out of God's word, to have a consistency to you, to ensure that you are, that you're shored up in your spirit, that you have God's word hidden in your heart. I love that scripture. Your word have I hidden in my heart, that I may not sin against you. And I want you to see in this context, um, that I may not run dry, that I might not, you know, make shipwreck of my faith. That I won't get stuck as I walk this journey along, you know, with you. I mean, I remember that I was still single when God began to have conversations with me about my children. I mean, that is exactly the way God wants us to build our lifestyle of faith. Not waiting until we get into a pothole or wait until we have a problem or we get into some kind of infraction to then begin to look for, (laughs) you know, the faith. But to ensure that we have a living, thriving relationship with his word. And when we talk about God's word, you know, we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. We know that the word, you know, it, it, it's made up of, of the written word. We know it's made up of the revelation of God's word, you know, but, but, but for some people, you know, I know that some people are right where I was as a young believer, asking myself the question, you know, I, it, when I read the word, I've gotten to the point where I trust that God is good. God is faithful and he has made these promises. But how do I get myself from the point of, I know God can do this, to that place where it's ignited in my, where faith is ignited in my heart and I know that God will do this. How do I move from, I know God can, to God will?
0: Yeah, so the point where we get to, where we can categorically say that God will is a point of conviction, where it's not mental assent to the word of God. Uh, uh, you, you have taken the word literally to be so. You believe in the willingness and the ability of the one who promised. Because according to the scriptures, you know what Ephesians 1 and verse 11 says, it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will so he works all things according to the counsel of his will when you understand that nothing escapes his power he works out everything according to the counsel of his will then you will know that if it's about his will then you're secured if it's about his will uh, you know you're not going to get it wrong so when uh, we power our faith we understand that our faith is dependent on the word of god Now faith is powered by the word of god you know we said faith comes i mean scripture says faith comes by hearing, by hearing. and hearing by, by the, the word, word of god so it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so it is it, it, anchored on the word it's not anchored upon situations on circumstances on god works yeah works everything according to the counsel of his own way.
1: That's right, yeah. that's right. You know, sometimes we get ourselves into a place where we think we're walking in faith, we, we think we're conducting our, our, our lives by faith, but we're simply living in a place of presumption or assumption. And that's really why it's critical to get into the Word, because faith is not really about wishes. Faith is about digging into God's Word and determining that what God's Word says is my reality, is going to be my situation, is going to be my experience you know and if you're even in that space where you're 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 just trying to you're just trying to delineate between is this just something I want or is this what some is this something that God has promised me is this something that God has said about me then you need to know that you need to stay in the word you need to speak the word the Bible says so mightily grew the word until it prevailed Speak God's word over your situation, over your life, and determine that that will be your own experience.
0: Yeah, so before we even unpack that place of speaking the word, as we start to tie this all up, it's to understand that my faith thrives when it's absolutely dependent on the promises of the scripture, the spoken word, what God says to me, or a revelation knowledge that I got from the Word of from God. The word. That's what actually powers my faith. Because from the Word, or from what God is saying to me, I will know that I'm who God says I am, alright? I will know that I can have what God says I can have. That's right. I will also know that I can do what God says I can do. Yeah. And that's what makes a difference. When I know that I'm who God says I am, I can have what God says I can have. I can do what God says I can do. Just like Paul said right. uh, in Philippians, I you know I can do all things, all things through Christ. Christ who strengthens me, and that just keeps my faith powered up uh, and is anchored on that. It's not on motivation. Yeah, my faith is not powered on my ambition. It's not powered on what my father promised because my father is a human being uh, and he can fail. It's not powered by what my boss promised me, or you know, or what my suitor. Mm-hmm. Um, some people's faith is strictly powered by what their spouse promised them. My husband says he's going to buy me a car.
1: That's the frame. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Your husband is just a channel. God is the source. Your boss is a channel. Your work is a channel. Your job is a channel. God is the source. And that God wants you to power your faith based on covenant promises, the word, the rhema word, the spoken word that he has given you, or a revelation that you got from his word that speaks to the situation that you are dealing with and then uh, the rest uh, is based on the character of a lifestyle of faith which is believing the word, speaking the word and acting on the word and that's where I want us to wrap it all up today. That bit of uh, believing the word, speaking the word and then acting on God's word. Do you want to, um, you know, just as we wrap up, unpack Second uh, Corinthians 4 and verse 13 for us a bit. Can I read it for you? Uh, it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe and therefore I speak. We also believe and therefore we speak.
1: You know, just to, to speak a little bit to that scripture, you know, I just, I just want to put this dimension on it. You know, there's, there's some of us, you know, we hear a word, we hear, you know, a wonderful promise and it ignites some excitement in us on the immediate, you know, but when day one comes and comes, to, comes by and it looks like we aren't seeing what we heard, we're tempted to walk away from it or we're tempted to think this is not working. But this scripture says, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. When you receive God's word, that, that, that faith, that patience to take that word and to continue to declare it over your situation, even when it looks like things don't seem to be changing on the immediate. If you're going to live the lifestyle of faith, then you're, need, you're going to need to take, to, to take your eyes off what is in the immediate environment. If you're going to live the lifestyle of faith, you're going to need to be able to see beyond the physical and see into the spirit. You know that scripture that says, even though these afflictions exist on the immediate, the trial of our faith, exactly, our light affliction is working for us a far greater weight of glory. So even though on the immediate, it appears like there is a resistance to that word that has been sown in your heart, your responsibility in, that, in, this, in this equation is to take a hold of that word, to continue to meditate on it, to continue to incubate that word until revelation comes until you see what God is saying. And he says, I it. believed and I spoke. You keep speaking That's that speaking. word. That's speaking. speaking of God's word. Because
0: part of meditation is speaking. Mm-hmm. You mutter things and you roll it around in your mind. Yeah, so I'm saying it. I, I, I can have what God says I can have. Right. Uh, so I believe that I have my healing. So I think about it. I think about the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary. I think about by stripes I've been healed. I think about the word of God and the promises of God concerning healing. And what happens is that I start to... My picture, my mental picture of myself starts to change. So I start to see myself as that healed person.
1: That God says I am. Yeah,
0: Uh, that healed person or that healthy person who, person. who, who became sick and is regaining health. Not a sick person trying to be healed Uh, because my work of healing or uh, keeping me healthy God has done that a long time ago and I'm just getting back restored into I mean back into health so we believe we speak and we take action Abraham took action he left where he was and moved to where God wanted him to be he took action you know he was hospitable uh, to the point he entertained angels until a word came for him, And God said, according to the time of life, this is what's going to this happen. Uh, yeah, And I speak that same word to somebody today. That according to the time of life, you will see the manifestations of the things that God has promised Amen. you. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, your faith will not fail. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. whatever you may be trusting God for. This is the season where there shall be an unfolding and a divine release Amen. of the things that God has promised you and promised your household and beyond that, your faith will not only be transactional, you will see transformation in your life by faith this season in the precious name of Jesus. What a joy. So I've been able to bring you God's word, uh, you know, in this special Sunday service unplugged. And I'm sure this has been a blessing to you. We're going to pray right now and I'm going to allow uh, Pastor B to to pray. Uh, And then I'm also going to say a word of prayer. So can I encourage that you join us right now as we pray?
1: All right. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, indeed, we know that the just shall live by faith. So today, Lord, I speak over everyone who is connected with this service and I declare over them, I declare over you that the goodness of God is an active pursuit of you. It will no longer just be a song or a melody that you hear. It will be your daily walk and your daily experience. You will see God's goodness manifested in your daily walk, in your daily living, in your daily eating, living, breathing. You will experience the goodness of God manifest to you In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father, Lord, for everyone who is trusting you for for growth and maturity, to go from one level of faith to another level of faith, to be able to see you come, see your kingdom come, your will done in their lives. Lord, this will be a season of manifestations, mighty manifestations of your goodness, of your power, and of your love. In Jesus' matchless name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen, and Father, we thank you For your goodness, for your mercy, and for your grace, we declare this season a season of divine release in the life of everyone who has joined this service today. Lift your two hands with me if you can, wherever you may be hearing the sound of my voice. I decree over you that your faith will not fail this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, where they have said it is over, we agree together with you by faith today that it's not over. In the name of Jesus, uh, the goodness of God, you will see in greater manifestation in your life this season in the name of Jesus. uh, Whatever has held you down before now, we decree in the name of Jesus that the hold of every form of negativity is broken over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare that your faith is working out. We declare that your faith produces results. We declare that your faith uh, uh, draws you closer to God this season. Your faith will not fail. It will not collapse. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we thank you. you. And we bless you. We bless you. We bless you for your goodness and for your mercy in the life of everyone that is connected to this service. In Jesus' precious name. Amen Amen Amen. and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, before we wrap up, uh, I would love to just, uh, you know, pray for somebody who may be far away from God. You don't have a relationship with God or you know that your faith has failed so consistently uh you you, you are not disconnected from God you can't really say that you're a child of God I want to pray for you I want to pray that God will bring you into a new beginning I want to pray that something new will start in your life this season if you don't mind uh whatever platform you're joining from can you just go to the comment or the chat and just say uh uh I want to give my life to Christ. I I want to give my life to Christ. And all I want you to do right now is to just say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm far from you. I'm disconnected from you. I want to become connected. So I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I receive you today as my Lord and my personal Savior. Start something new in my life. And give me a new beginning in the name of jesus i declare that i'm now a child of god i'm born of god and something new has started in my life thank you holy spirit for filling me up thank you father for accepting me just the way i am in jesus precious name amen if you just said the prayer with me again i wanted to go into the chat room go to the comment and let us know uh, uh that you know, you you just give your life to Christ. Just let us know. I just give my life to Christ. There will be links that will be sent sent into the chat or the comment. I want you to click on those links. Uh, connect with us as, as a church. As a responsible church, we want to help you to become stronger in your faith. And uh, you will be able to do that. We'll be able to do that if you connect with us. Thank you for joining this service today. And God bless you. All right. Uh, before we bring the service to a close, we would love to encourage everyone uh, to give to God today. It's our culture to give to God every time we meet together as a church. And today will not be different. So we want you to please, uh, uh, you know, bring out your devices, whatever and however way you give. We want you to, 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 to give right now. You see the details on the screen. Depending on where you are, uh, if you're local to Nigeria, you can just use the details on the screen of the three banks to give. Uh, if, you, uh, y- y- if you're if you international, you can use the payment gateway on our platform, which is uh, ElevationNG.2RG slash giving to give to God right now. Use any of your cards to be able to give uh, and God will bless you as you give. Uh, i love to pray for everyone giving right now. Uh, may the hand of God come upon your financial life as you worship God with your substance. May God meet you at every point of need and make His face to shine upon you. May He make this new week a week of special opportunities for financial advancement Amen. in your life. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, you want to welcome people who are now. With if us you're worshiping
1: with us for the very first time today, we'd like to say a huge welcome. Um, if you're watching us on. Whatever social media platform it is, if you're watching us on TV, we're so glad you came. If this is your very first time connecting with us um, at a service of the Elevation Church, we'd like you to go into the chat room and type it in there. We want you to go there and type it in there. This is my first time or this is my first time time. If you're watching us on TV, a link will scroll across the screen. Please capture that link and give us the opportunity to reach out to you and let you know what a delight it is to have you worshiping with us today. Um, Someone wants to connect with you and let you know what a warm, welcoming church we are. The Elevation Church, our sole goal and vision mission is to make greatness common and we trust God that as you continue to connect with us, you continue to link up with us, you will see more and more of God's greatness manifested in you, in your life, and in all that surrounds you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. And that's how uh, we we go today on uh, this special Sunday service Unplugged. We're reaching you, like you can see, from an outdoor location. And we hope that this has been a blessing to you uh, with all the chat that we've had digging into the Word of God uh, on living a lifestyle of faith. Our prayer again today is that your faith will not fail, uh, that the hand of God will continue to rest upon you. Don't forget we're on the series of teachings which will have taught grow, and uh, the previous messages are available on our online platforms. Please engage from time to time. Don't forget that this is all about how you grow and prevail against all odds and against all adversity, and we believe. That your testimony will be the next one in the name of Jesus Amen. have a great week and may God prosper you in all of your ways this week in Jesus precious name God bless